gamers, and welcome to episode 446 of the Super Ultra Podcast Arcade for February 24th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Nicholson, and with me is my co-host, Dominic Stallworth. What's going on this week, Dominic? Uh, not much, man. Um, I mean, we we are still in winter, man. We're trying to get, we, we are struggling to get to this um, <laughs> freaking spring. 60s we, are coming, Dominic. They're coming. Yeah, uh, but we're we're getting there. I mean, at least it hasn't been snowing, you know. Like we we had scares, man, yeah. but it it melted away quickly for us. So we we've been lucky. We've been lucky in this area. Um, other people haven't been so lucky. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel for them um, a little bit. <laughs> Even though the only time I think about it is when I just talk on this podcast. So after that, <laughs> I don't only really think about them. Um, but uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, let's get right into it. So. What news I got here? Um, I know it's been. I mean, football news is all year, but I don't have nothing really much to say. I know I heard something about some salary cap shit, and that I do not give a damn. I just want to see what players I got, and then when the season starts. Yeah. So I'm pretty much done with football. Um, or until the um, what is it called? The UFL? Is that what it's called um, now? Uh, the XFL and decided. USFL together. Um, they'll happen in April, I want to say. Uh, so, or either late March or April, I want to say April. But uh, so, I guess that's the football I'm really waiting for. Yeah. Um, baseball is coming up. Spring training has started already. Orioles' first game is today. I I want to say, um, at one o'clock. And I don't think I'll be able to see it because they usually only air but so many during spring training games. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, like you have a whole fucking station of baseball, and then you just <laughs> can't just show all your goddamn games up there. But whatever. Uh, what else? We uh, basketball. They had the All Star Weekend. The big news of the All Star Game. They finally went over two hundred points, Daniel. Oh. A team has finally gone over two hundred points, and we've been saying like, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. And this was then. Some people are saying this is the worst All Star Game ever <laughs> because. Nobody was trying anything. There was literally no defense. That's one reason it was 200. Now, people say, man, there's always no defense. But this, I mean, from what the clips I've seen, it's like, it's like people weren't even, they were just on court. Yeah. And they were just, it's a shoot around. Right. He was watching a two hour shoot around. <laughs> uh, well, probably a little more, two hours. A shoot around of people just uh, throw, chucking a ball. Like one time, somebody just threw it. Way beyond half court, just to throw it up. And it's like, if listen, it's just professional. If you just want to do that, you have to make it. I'm sorry. Because at, if you just throw it up and just miss, it's like, you are wasting our fucking time, man. It's like, you are just, <laughs> you're doing nothing. Like, like you're like, what the fuck was that? Like, <laughs> this. And as people talk about, about the past, or how... It was all star games, like you know, players were playing. Uh, I mean, they they could they found some competitiveness and like playing against what they what is so called best, you know. Like, you're gonna play a game, you might as well play a game. Like, you, of course, you're not they're not playing as hard as like oh, a regular game with sure. your own teammates, but you are like if you are like somebody has the ball, you're guarding them, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you just you at least attempt to play defense, like so. That's why it's not impressive when I see people like, oh, this guy scored 50. Like, I think it was like couple people that scored 50 in that game and um i didn't watch the game at all but i just looked but then like um i think the guy won mvp scored 30 but i guess he maybe he had some other stats that were good i don't know why 
I was thinking like, why the guy didn't fifty score fifty and get the MVP? But whatever. Um, it's not impressive to score that much because it's like, well, nobody's playing defense. What? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. And then he's like two hundred fucking points in a game. That actually, you expect somebody to get fifty. <laughs> yeah, two hundred points in a game. So it's. Yeah, it, it's uh, and the stars and the big stars they even play that much. Like LeBron only played on um, like uh, thirteen minutes or mm. so, or like Durant and them. Like a lot of stars didn't even play uh, a lot of minutes. So as a fan, like you say, you you went out and voted for these people and they don't even play. And I get it, LeBron's older, and I get it, like he don't play want to play that long, but. I mean, but some of the other stars aren't that old. Yeah. Like Giannis and um, Jokic. Like, I think Jokic only played, like, a little bit of minutes, too. I'm like, they're not that old. They should be on the floor playing. Um, And, like, and I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Giannis did play. I don't want to put him down. I'm just saying, like, stars like that. But I know Jokic didn't play that many minutes. But, yeah, it it's kind of a joke. And I know some people were saying they should put the rules, like, in baseball and make it whoever – Wins get home court advantage and the playoffs, and I was like, "Well, Giannis told me a couple things. Like you, you told me you, you just told me you don't watch baseball anymore because they haven't done that in like six years, um, and like that rule's been out, and so and people were complaining about that rule. They didn't like it. That's why they took it out because the also game shouldn't be um, something that has something to do with the regular season, and it shouldn't. Like just be competitive. That's all I'm saying." Or if if the players don't want to play, it seems like, the, well, uh, partly I don't blame the players because as much as, as people keep saying, oh, it doesn't mean nothing, I think the players probably just said, like, well, the fact that they don't care, why the fuck do I care? But then again, there are people who care because I obviously came to watch the game. There's always some people who are watching and people who actually voted for you. And so you're still getting paid for this. And I guess... I guess they could put a more incentive saying like, "Hey, the winner gets gets a bonus." I guess they can they can put that in there. Maybe that'll make people play harder um, or make it uh, fun. But I don't know what you do honestly, because I think basketball is pretty much on its downturn anyway. Um, like, I mean, like the team I like is, is just fucking horrible. Like they still they just got blown the hell out these last two games. Um, I think they got another tough team they're playing. I mean, unfortunately, playing these playoff teams. And they are just looking at my team like a joke, um, and they're playing them like one two. <laughs> like I just, I just love the first quarter. First quarter is the best quarter for me because it's like, oh, we're we're not down by a lot, or you know, it's like, like you look, you look like you have a chance, <laughs> but once it start going, <laughs> the game goes longer. That's that's when you that chance is just like just gone, gone with the wind or whatever, man. Um, yeah, so. Like, it's not really fun for me to watch, like, this stuff. Like, I don't care about watching these other teams or playing or anything like that. Um, Yeah, I'm just not into it like that. Yeah. But, yeah, they, people were just talking about how that's, like, one of the worst things ever for the NBA. What they can do to fix it. And I don't know what you can do. I don't know if there is. Like, I like football, even though they gone up in, um, like, uh, well, the Super Bowl did. Um, I don't know about overall. I think overall, uh, they're, as far as viewership, I think it's fine. Like, footballs, they've gone down and gone up, um, but they're still the most watched thing on television is American football. Um, basketball, I don't think it's going to be, a, it's not going to be a turnaround. And ba- like, just like baseball. 
Like you just gotta find your niche and and kind of just cater to that. Like if you're expecting anything to be like big turnaround like as far as viewership, I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that I think that you you are where you at or worse. That's what I, that's what I feel like. I feel like if anything it's gonna be worse. Not not really better. All right. Um you got any wrestling news? Yeah, so Elimination Chamber actually already happened. It happened this morning because it was in Perth, Australia. Uh, there were only four matches on there, two of them being the Elimination Chamber matches. Becky Lynch won the women's, so she'll be facing Rhea Ripley, who won the main event against Nia Jax. And then for the men's, uh, Drew McIntyre won that, so he'll be facing Seth Rollins. Um, the tag team match, the Judgment Day retained there. But they they did a segment with Cody and Seth, uh, just kind of one of their like talk show segments with one of the other wrestlers, um, uh, a guy from Australia. And the other day, they they released a video of The Rock like backstage saying like, oh, you know, he's not. I'm not going to be in Australia, but if I hear Seth and Cody talking trash, let me know and and I'll be right there. So like, it was like him saying he's not going to be there, kind of making sure that, you know, you set expectations, but then they also kind of made it. So like, Oh, he might kind of teasing that he might be there as it turns out, he wasn't there. So it was, it ended up being kind of a nothing thing except for Cody, basically challenging him to a match. Um, so it seems like they are going to find some way to do likely this Cody and Seth versus Roman and rock match at some point. I don't, don't quite know where that fits in the schedule. I don't recall if they have another pay-per-view between now and WrestleMania. I don't think they do. And I mean, it'd be interesting if they did that as like a night one thing. And then Roman and Seth and Cody and all have matches again on night two. I, that just seems unlikely to me. So, I mean, especially with Roman, um, Maybe they could do if the rock is able to go uh, a rock versus uh, Cody thing on night one. And then the winner of that goes on to face Roman since the idea is still that the rock wants that match against Roman. I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I was pretty convinced when the rock originally started teasing being back a little more that, you know, he might have a match at this, uh, this Australia show, it didn't end up feeling as big. And maybe that's just because it came on at five o'clock in the morning here. But like even Rhea Ripley is from Australia. Like I was expecting them to do some kind of like big spectacle thing for her, especially since they had her in the main event. And really there, there wasn't much of anything outside of just fireworks, which they were doing for everybody. And they always do for these stadium shows. So uh, I don't know. Uh, that was that was kind of weird, but it was uh, overall a, a a decent enough show. But yeah, and next week is I think it's next week is AEW's Revolution. That's going to be Sting's final match, so that should be entertaining. I'm probably not going to end up being able to watch it though. So it is what it is. So that's wrestling right now. All right, so I guess we get to what we're watching. I haven't watched anything, um, so you haven't watched anything, so we'll skip that. So we'll go right into what we've been playing. So 
I've been playing some um, Gotham Knights with my friend, mm-hmm. just a little, um, just to try it. I wanted to see how it is with playing with a, a buddy or whatever, and the co-op, how it is. I mean, it's it's a beat-em-up. It, I don't know. It gets pretty old fast, uh, to be honest with you. Um, like, it's... I didn't... I wouldn't say I necessarily had fun with it. Um, the only fun thing I had was that I was... Um, so I saw some of my the cheats I had when I used you with a single player. Yeah. It did work you know, <laughs> with them. And since it's not P versus P, I don't I don't care, you know, about using cheats or whatever. Um it didn't hurt the experience or anything, and I don't think he even noticed, honestly. Um the um I mean it wasn't because I didn't have God mode, I, I still died. Um because I was just playing around what what worked because not everything will work with you playing online with people and see like quick level up did work because I was very low level compared to him mm-hmm. so that helped and items if an item so it did help when I did get hit and my health would go down pretty fast that I can just heal myself so um, that was that worked out well but yeah I couldn't imagine me like keep playing this in co-op like there's a jump in like yeah I don't play some um Gotham Knights in co-op and just beat up some guys I like this it's not the same as like a shooter a co-op shooter or something it yeah I like this will this will be very short-lived it'll be a very short-lived co-op game like I said I think it was okay um as, as like a single player as far as story and everything yeah. It's just over like a, just a it's a very average game, like overall to me, average to close to below average. It's not great or anything, and the co-opness didn't doesn't really help for me. It doesn't really I wouldn't say it helps. So, um, yeah, I yeah so yeah because I, I was saying like thinking like hey maybe the co-op would make it more like probably up the like review score or something maybe something there it really wasn't um i know every now and then we did do like a combo i don't know i must have you had to probably press a certain button and i would just press a button so something <laughs> happened and i mean that was cool but nah yeah yeah it's not there so like cause i know he always kept saying that like oh he wished awkward nice was co-op where i always said like i don't know if i wanted to be yeah. i said i can't imagine it I don't know if that would make it more fun. Like, like I never thought of a game. Like, if I'm having fun with the game, I never think like, "Oh man, uh, I wanted to be co-op." Uh, usually, when I don't have fun with the game, I think like maybe co-op would make this better. <laughs> like, like that's what I think. Like, okay, the Arkham games, I just yeah, I never thought of it. Like, I just couldn't imagine them being, um, being a co-op to them. Like, and and working. Like maybe it's, that's what I'm saying. Maybe somebody does it and make it work, then that's fine. This didn't help. I can tell you this: Gotham Knights sure didn't help with that uh, argument. Uh, what else have I played? I played some Dead Island uh, Two. It shadow dropped on Game Pass, so eventually I want to play with my friend in this game. So I just played like the early stages until you can get to a point where you can play with people, so I can get that out the way. Um, so I mean I already talked about this game before. Um so I just played parts I already played. And um Yeah, so I'm play it's on um Xbox One, because you know I don't have Series X. So I actually played it on the Xbox One. Of course the graphics are muddier and it doesn't run as well. 
But I probably end up playing probably through the cloud when I play with him. Mm-hmm. He has a Xbox Series X. Uh, cause I was saying like a load time was a little long. I was like, oh, I know it's probably a whole lot faster if I had an Xbox Series X. Yeah. What else did I play? I played. Um. So, oh yeah, Bloodstain is on Xbox Game Pass again. Bloodstain. Um. What's the um subtitle? Is it Ritual of the Night? Yeah. Or. Something. It's something. Oh, uh, uh, along those lines. Um. So it's um it's yeah, it's a Castlevania game. Night, you're right. Well, it, I think it's, isn't it made by some people who did Castlevania or the guys that get, something um, like that. I, yes, former Castlevania series producer Koji yeah. Igarashi. So it's definitely it's definitely like like the inspiration is definitely from there, and you know, so it's a Castlevania game. I talked about this game before. It's back on Game Pass now. It has achievements, so it's got the whole shebang now. Mm-hmm. And I've been playing through that a bit. I recorded some. I've been playing with um, cheats, of course, like just like last time. Um, <laughs> this time, I say I'm going to finish the game eventually. Um, but I, yeah, I've been going through that, and it's a lot there to the game. Like it's a lot of moves and. Um, a lot of customization with your character as far as even special, like um, what moves you can do, what specials you can do. I guess you can find a combination you want um, with that. I mean, I haven't played Castlevania in so long. I just don't remember being that the ones I played on Game Boy Advance being that in depth. Mm. Like, and how many weapon, different weapons I have, and how many different powers I can use. And I'm very early on. So I'm like, darn, I, I don't think I've only faced the really first boss, but I haven't faced like a second boss yet. Yeah. So, well, actually, I, I actually, you know what? That's a, I guess he might be considered a boss. He's an anti-hero guy who's going after, excuse me, the, the big bad. I was going to say Dracula, but it's not Dracula. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the big bad um, in this, like you had to fight him. Um, but other than that, oh, I'm sorry, I got I'm sick, so I got a little cold going on here. Um, so so yeah, uh, I mean I yeah I, I, like I said, man, just like last time, I really like this game. Yeah, I really enjoy good. it. I really uh, I love the moves. I love the look. I love the music. Like it's it's been really good job. I mean, it did get like um, I mean, people really loved it when it came out. High scores. They liked it better than the its counterpart, which was not counter. It was the um, its sister game, uh, the like uh, the eight bit one, uh, Curse of the Moon, the Pixel, yeah, 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 because that one I think it got like sevens, I think, and like this one was like high, yeah. And um, I never played that one, um, but like, I mean, that basically that was my turn off was because the, the looks, I was mm-hmm. like, come on, man, it was too many eight bit games like this, so um, and also I've been playing a lot of Baldur's Gate 3, so I'm finally finished, like, I guess it's act two, even though I never, I don't remember ever seeing the axe mm. so like cause i always got confused i keep thinking i'm gonna act one um so because i'm like i don't remember seeing it but when i s- saw like a uh, walkthrough it said something to act two i said oh so i guess i'm in act three i don't know but anyway i'm at the part where i'm i'm in Baldur's gate now like i'm finally in the city um i mean like now that i'm have i'm a different party member than before and also i'm having different party members who I'm actually interacting with, um, like, uh, out in the world. Like, I've seen all these storylines that weren't there for my first playthrough, and now I'm saying, I mean, it's so many choices and so many, um, like, like, um, 
yeah, like things I could do that really change the world, like what will happen and things that really cause like it, some things that might cause a rift between my companions or not, or what, hmm. I, what I choose. Um, it's it's a lot going on here, and I'm doing a side mission, like some type of investigation, and over some murder that's kind of coincide with another side mission where this clown he was doppelgangered by um, these doppelganger monsters, whatever they call. Um, and then now I'm trying to find a real clown. I think he's dead though, because I found his torso, but which is kind of. Um, culminates with the murder of a priest that got killed. It seemed like it's probably the same people, whatever. Um, but like going through that is pretty cool. Um, also, like I'm at the reveal point of like the true nature of the person that's been helping you, and yeah, it's it's a lot there to this game, man. And like I'm just really sucked into the world of it. Um, so like, yeah, I really wanna kind of want to just go through this down this game and just finish it mm. so uh yeah that's it for me so um what have you been playing i've just uh this week played a little bit of the new game that released penny's big breakaway this is the one that is made by uh, some of the developers that worked on the sonic mania uh it's a 3d platformer kind of in the vein of I'd say like a Super Mario 64, but you don't have camera control. So that's that's the first kind of like turn off for this game. Um, overall, I, it feels really good. It looks fine. It's definitely a callback to those older style games. A lot of bigger, blockier characters. Um, but you're this character that has a, a yo-yo and you're using that as traversal. Uh, you can either ride on it or use it to swing almost like a double jump situation. And all that stuff feels really good for the most part, but it's really just, there's not really combat. Uh, you're getting, uh, you, you essentially get ambushed by these little penguin guards. And if too many of them get on you, then you, you lose a health point. But for the most part, you can just knock them off with, uh, with your yo-yo. Um, yeah, I'm still super early on, so I don't have too much to say in the way of like impressions of levels, but from what I've played so far, I'm not entirely blown away by it. I, I would have liked to have seen this game as like a game pass thing or maybe even like a $20 thing. Um, it's $30 regular price, but uh, that, that could change, you know, depending on the length of it and how, how it evolves past what I'm seeing right now. But so far, it seems all right. All right, cool, man. Yeah, yeah I think I might want to try that out. All right, so I guess we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get to the flashback segment. All right. And we're back. And then we're flashbacking to 2014. And we only got gas enough for just to go back 10 years because <laughs> not much really came out um, 20 or 30 years ago. So luckily... So we're lucky, though. So you're lucky we only have this much gas for the uh, time machine. So we're back here, and uh, it's only about, like, three prominent games that came out within these weeks. I'm just finishing off February. So 10 years ago, we got Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze came out on Wii U. This was a sequel to the Donkey Kong um, Country. Returns, um, I think. Return, yeah, yeah, Returns. That was on Wii. And, like, this was some a big deal. But this time... 
it's cold, man. It's like tropical freeze, like an oxymoron. Tropical freeze, it's like what the <laughs> hell? Um, but um, so yeah, it, it it was um. I mean, I played some of it. Yeah, uh, it I know awesome. you beat it um mm-hmm. on the Switch. Um, but um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed what I played of it. But you can go ahead and talk talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, they basically took what they did with Donkey Kong Country Returns, which is you know take those old Donkey Kong games, bring Donkey Kong Country games, turn them into. 3d but on a 2d plane and and you know pretty much rock it out there because they're they're very true to those old games they are they're very challenging in a way that you know even the the mario games are not necessarily nowadays and i think they they did a really good job with that and with tropical freeze they expanded on that like you said they they did add stuff like it being cold and of course in the switch version they added like funky kong mode to make it easier for for stuff but yeah this uh, rares take on the donkey kong country series or retro studios rather sorry what did i say yeah where, where, <laughs> rares the original microsoft yeah, um, Retro Studios take on that, you know, is really awesome. It, and at one point, it sounded like they were working on a new Donkey Kong game. I hope we can actually see that since, you know, they had to take back over work on Metroid Prime. Is that going to be a sequel to Donkey Kong 64? Uh, it, the rumors were that it was going to be a 3D, you know, actual 3D movement. So, in essence, yeah. Or yeah, maybe it was just a remaster Seth of that. Seth Rogen doing the voice for <laughs> It would be very interesting if they started taking some of these uh, voice actors from the movie and, and and bringing them into the game. Mr. Miyamoto's friend Chris Pratt could uh, do, a, do a fantastic Mario for us. All right. So now we got Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 came out 10 years ago. This was a sequel to the um I thought was pretty good um Castlevania Lords yeah. of Shadow and that was a Hideo Kojima mm-hmm. uh, produced game. The God I don't of know War if this was, of though. Castlevania. The uh, the God, you said a God of War. The God of Warification, yeah. I wouldn't say God of War. Nah, um, everybody was comparing it to God of War back then. Uh yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, I thought you would say, think of like Hey Dale Kojima game, um, and I was like, Hey, you do God of War? No. Um, the no, David um, Jaffeing of this game. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So I I didn't play this one because I didn't hear really good reviews of it, honestly. Yeah. And then I was still going to play it, but it just came out at a time where I just was focused on other things. And so, yeah, I didn't really take the time. Yeah, because, well, the PC one got 58 on Metacritic. Like, it was 70 or 63s. Yeah. Like, these were low scores compared to the first game. Yeah. And I just, yeah, it, it just was a turnoff. So, I was like, I'm not going to play this. It's, not, it's like, darn, they, the quality scene went down. Um, I, I wonder what, like, what was it that the reason they did this? Play said, um, okay, so Play liked it. Yeah, they get eighty one percent. Let's not talk about them. All right, let's look at somebody who actually. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, GameSpot felt delays your uh, uh, delays your effectiveness in battle somewhat, um, but um, opened the game up to different types of combat strategies. The bosses in the game drew particular attention for multiple reviews. GameSpot described these grotesque monstrosities as bringing to mind some of the best designs from film director Guillermo del Toro's work. 
Uh, your gamer highlight the fight against the toy maker. Okay, it's a spoil shit here. <laughs> All right. Um, that shit against visuals were mixed. Critics generally placed a medieval castle setting, but were let down by the modern day city environments. Joyce described the environments as of almost equal spectacle to the bosses, the castle, home to breathtaking viewings, but something, but something the city could not live up to. Um, so yeah, that's disappointing then. Uh, yeah, uh, the Edge review was highly critical. Yes, they are. You know, they 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 are a high class magazine. They gave it a four out of ten. Um, highlighting the failings of the stealth sections, the unimaginative. Why are the stealth sections? Because <laughs> that's what people were doing back in those days, Dominic. Yeah, I like like when they try to be like, oh, that's what I'm saying. It was Hideo Kojima. Kojima didn't produce this one, right? I don't. So they should just yeah. So. No, he wasn't. It was some guy named Dave Cox, his <laughs> producer, and some guy named um, Alvarez, a director. So no, they there should not have been no stealth in this game. This ain't no yeah, get that shit out of here. From um, like, like if Hideo Kojima didn't do that in the first game, <laughs> then it should not be in this one. You know what they're really missing, Dominic? Patrick Stewart. That's what they were missing. <laughs> and a poor pacing. Even the callback mechanics. Patrick Stewart can't, well, did it get somebody to speak for that character? Because he was still alive. Um you kill him immediately. Even the comic. Well, it, it, uh, didn't this game? Because at the f- end of the first game, you realize that you're Dracula, right? That's what happens. Yeah. And then and it I was think a future. This one like flashed forward to like modern day or something, didn't it? Well, well, the end of Dra- end the the or the end of that the object. hidden scene the hidden the hidden scene yeah. uh, well not the hidden scene but the end credit scene that's what it was was well you was in the future and and Patrick Stewart character was still alive oh, okay because he came to you. And you was like, I'm Dracul. All oh, right. And you couldn't say La. You couldn't say La for some reason. You just say Dracul. <laughs> Dracul is a uh, the, the copyrighted thing from Universal Studios. <laughs> Gotta be Dracul. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they said. Um, oh look, um, the um, one of the producers or directors. Enric Alvarez, the game's director, complained that Ed's review was terribly unfair and that <laughs> one must be blind oh. or stupid to give <laughs> a 4 out of 10 mark to a game with this quality. Damn. Alvarez believed the game's poor critical response compared to the original Lord of Shadows was due to the heightened expectations of a sequel. Still, on the whole, Alvarez said the reception... I tend to think positive after reading some things. I'm glad that some people are writing about games instead of making them. <laughs> okay. Um even the combat mechanics described by Edge as a game's soul saving grace were judged to fall short of inspirations such as God of War series. Um Okay, in Russia the game received mixed reviews. Um and what did you say the um uh, some guy named Alexia Ma- uh Markov probably pronounced his name wrong, I'm sorry. Of Igromania magazine said that he considered the game a clone of God of War. And then another guy, Tony, uh, I'm not going to butcher your last name, so I'm not going to lie to saying it, <laughs> wrote in, in Darker, uh, that's I guess it's a magazine over there, that Lords of Shadow 2 was one of the best dark games of the year, though. Mm-hmm. Oh. Fancy. He was paid off. Yep. And Rick Alvarez paid him off, Sisa. 
Adam Slater in an interview in Eurogamer that the game sold well, but not as well as the first game. It didn't have Heyo Kojima as part of it, that's why. I mean, it definitely didn't help, I'm sure. Especially on those review scores. You put Kojima's name on that, it instantly go Oh, up. yeah. <laughs> Jeff Keeley's giving it a 10. All right. So, what else we got here? The last game we got that came out 10 years ago, Plants vs. Zombie Garm Warfare came out 10 years ago for the Xbox One, Xbox 360. This was when Xbox had, like, a... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, the a time um, exclusive yeah. with the um, window series, limited. just like they did with. Well, no, Titanfall actually no, that wasn't a time exclusive. Well, a time exclusive to just Xbox One. Yeah, that's and but it came on 360 and PC. But um, anyway, yeah, Plants vs Zombies: Guard Warfare um, was the first of the Guard Warfare series, and the first time that Plants vs Zombies went into. Um, actually a combat game. Um, so, like, a, yeah, actual third-person combat game, um, player-versus-player um, game. And, yeah, because it wasn't... They didn't add player-versus-environment stuff until later. That actually came as... Um, I think it was free DLC, because I don't believe I paid for it. Um, I think it was a free update that it came with. Oh, basically like a horde mode or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, this was a combat game. I picked it up, and I remember I played... I think it was a demo or beta that I played, and I really liked it. So I ended up picking up the game for Xbox 360, because I have an Xbox One at the time. And I, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was fun. I love like, how each plant had different abilities, and how each zombie did. They had a counter, you know, for each one, so nobody felt like they were overpowered. Well, initially, there were people overpowered in the beginning, you know, like, but... You know, with they nerf people, they nerf some things down yeah. and stuff like that as the game went on. Especially, I'm what I remember. Excuse me, what I remember is mostly two. I remember like the red flower being really, man, she was definitely um, OP'd. I loved using her. I loved using her. I was so bad when I nerfed her. When I nerfed her, I was so pissed off. But it had to be done. But um, in one, yeah, I remember you had the pea shooter. You had the um. The sunflower, of course, the healer. You had um, the cactus. They had only the needle shots, uh, or, or she did. Um, and then you had the, uh, of course, the plant monster, um, uh, Phoebe Seabor monster kind of thing. And you go out there and eat um, zombies. Then you had the zombies. You had like the soldier zombie. You had the um, doctor zombie, which was like the healer and everything. And then you had. The um, doctor slash scientist zombie. Um, then you had an engineer zombie who looked like a construction worker, and then you had I'm trying to think what's the other zombie. Oh, the um, sports zombie, the, oh, yeah. um, the football guy. Yeah, the big football guy. Like that was a kind of brute guy, and yeah, man, it, it was cool. Like use it was like funny how they use their powers and things of that nature and stuff and crazy and it's very kid friendly, very kid friendly. I I enjoyed the playing with the kids in there. Occasionally you had some asshole come up and start being serious like it's Call of Duty and shit. And I was like, yo, yo, you're in the wrong space. Like, you're in the wrong space for that kind of stuff. Because um, a lot of times it felt like I was playing against like preschoolers in there because <laughs> I hear them talking and stuff. But they help you up, man. Yeah. They did help you. So they, I like to say, oh, this is, these are, like I say, they, they ain't get to Call of Duty yet where they become assholes <laughs> and just call you racist names. 
<laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, I, I enjoyed the game. Uh, my friend played it a bit too. He had it. Uh, we were playing that a bit, and of course, it became free to play. Uh, well, I would say free to play. It became like uh, free on um, like on demand game. Like, um, um, and yeah, I, I think all, all the games are free now. Yeah. Basically, if you got like PS Plus or Xbox um game pass or whatever or or if you have just xbox live you probably like i think they probably became like games you can just download for free um yeah like all three of them so but yeah this is when i started all and i'm surprised it became a hit as that it did like i mean i did like it but i was wondering like hey let's be some of legs to stand on i was happy that two came out that's probably was the best one. Just the load times were just really bad with that one. Yeah. But other than that, I think that's probably one of the best ones. Even though I think the third one is all right, but I was kind of out of it by then. Um, other series. All right, you, you got anything you want to say about it? No, I didn't spend nearly as much time with you as uh, or with it as you did. I I thought it was a really cool concept, and I was surprised at how well it worked for for. What wasn't quite a, a Call of Duty, you know, it was more squad-based type thing, but it, it really did kind of, when we first saw it announced, we were like, oh, this is going to be just dumb. Why is why are they even trying to make a kiddie Call of Duty for it to turn out the way it did and, you know, have several sequels after that, more so than, than the actual mainline game was, was quite surprising. Yeah, exactly. The mainline game is still, what, on two? Yeah. Like, as far as, like, uh, I guess because they probably just making so much money because that's free-to-play yeah. and phone game. Yeah, they just ruined that series. I mean, they've it's, it's like they couldn't just do, they couldn't just have a free-to-play, like, version or call it something else. Yeah. And they have a regular 2, like a regular Plants vs. Zombies 2 game. I mean, that game was just so good. Like the first one. Yep. All right, so that's it for the flashback segment. So we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we get to the gaming news. All right. And we're back. So let's get to the gaming news. What we got, Dan? All right, first up, Dominic, we have the least surprising news ever. Warner Brothers uh, is disappointed in the sales of Suicide Squad. It did not meet their expectations, which only leads me to I'm believe. I'm surprised, Daniel. What were their expectations? I, Are you? I thought that game was going to sell a buttload. I thought that game was going to sell fives of tens. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm wondering what was the expectations? Especially after a year of having just delayed the game because of everyone's <laughs> low expectations for it. You know, I, yeah. I, did they think we were going to forget that we weren't interested in this game, Dominic? Is that, is that what they were hoping for by delaying it a year? Because it doesn't seem like it's in any way like fundamentally different than what we, we had originally seen and everybody was unhappy about. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, um, I, I have to correct myself. They, they are showing this spring training game. Oh, um, nice. Off and it looks like they're showing it for free. You can just watch it on MLBT. Dot TV. Cool. All right, so um, that's only because uh, it's the Boston. Orioles game. I'm sorry, twelve. <laughs> yeah. Um. So then, where we talk? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm wondering what was the like the actual like um sales of the game. Like, did 
Okay, what were what were the actual sales of the game? Like, what were the actual sales? I don't know that we have those numbers necessarily. Oh, see, see, that's why because uh, yeah. I was going to compare to like what they this if they're disappointed what they thought. Did it sell less than the Avengers game? If it sold less than that, then yes, that's disappointing. I would if say it, it would less have than- to have right, but that's only because we've already lived through the Avengers game, so people knew what this was gonna be. Yeah. Even though, even though I think um, gameplay wise, this is better. I, I, w- I w- think I would have a. I think I would have a lot more fun playing this. Like as for us gameplay, I think the Avengers because the Avengers. It um. Like I, I wasn't necessarily. It felt good. Like some some things. Some people out here actually said that the shooting was okay mm. in the Rock State. It wasn't a horrible shooting. But Avengers, I I wouldn't necessarily say like, oh, the combat was good. <laughs> yeah. In this at all, like I I wouldn't necessarily say that in yeah. this game. The traversal looks so, like it could be fun in Suicide Squad too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I I think like the overall production, overall production of that game, just looks better than what the Avengers had. Yeah. To me, um. So yeah, I think if it's so less the Avengers, that is a disappointment. And yeah, it's not directly the same as that game, but it is a comic book co op um co op game that, that's enough there yeah. so that the Avengers not being that great and how disappointing um that was that yeah, people were gonna use that. Yeah. You also have to consider um, that Warner Brothers coming off of last year where Hogwarts Legacy was literally the best-selling game of the year. Yeah. So maybe they did yeah, have so some lofty me. expectations. Well, if they're going by that, then I mean <laughs> I mean it's also Harry Potter. Yeah. So it's Harry Potter and it's and it's well done. I mean it's it's a if a, the type of game it was. Yeah. That wasn't a, a big multiplayer game or anything. It was a, it was a, it was a, a single player game that's similar to, I guess, the Assassin's Creed way of like, you know, you got this world, this uh, or you're in this the school or whatever, with different quests and things to do. It, I mean, yeah, that is that's just a type of better game that most people would like. I mean, like you would have to like this game. It's a co. It's, it's like something that Rocksteady hasn't done before, and then like a, and then you had a game. You had a game that was similar, Gotham Knights, which turned out to be not that great. Now you just, they're different developers, but for the game community, that doesn't mean a damn thing. They don't know who. Not everybody knows who worked on games. They didn't see that was a Batman game, and this is this is a DC game that has Batman stuff in it, and it's made by the same. Co- I mean, and the same company is publishing it. So that's and you're essentially the same game. So now you're like, man, that four player co op game didn't wasn't really that good. Now you got this other four player co op game that um, is not really received very well. Or and do do I trust it? Or even if I don't know the reviews, like do I trust this game? Mm-hmm. Like uh, do I trust that? Like to play a game like this that uh, I don't know looks a little Fortnite ish or something like that. But it's seventy dollars, and then the other game, Gotham Knights, was wasn't really that good. Like, yeah, I. There's a lot going against it. 
there's a lot going against against the game. Yeah. Um, like it being just oh, because these are the former guys of the Arkham Knights. Well, if you would have came up before Gotham Knights, if you would have came up before that game, you had a chance. <laughs> even, even like even the game came out just like it is now. Yeah, you had a chance. Your chance was before that game, and also maybe a little closer to when Avengers, or well, the yeah, the Avengers game came out, or even a little after. Even though Avengers game didn't turn out be well, you could have been like, "Oh, this is the better game," you know. Say, hey, Rick, like you could have been promoting the hell out of this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the better game right here. And then there was no Gotham Knights to compare it to to say it was a bet, like, oh, how this shit don't work. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, you could still been how your laurels, I mean, uh, rest of your, uh, your laurels of, of like what you did with Arkham Knight and say, hey, we, we did this game, blah, blah, blah. But now nah, the delays and, and yeah, it's, it didn't help. And yeah, because I'm curious, what game, when was Suicide Squad supposed to come out? Like, what was it first announced? Oh, I don't know about the first first. Yeah, because the most recent one before when it released was literally like a year ago. It was like March or May of 2023. That's only months after Gotham Knights. Squad. Rocksteady. That's a weird release date. I mean, if that was his first release day, I could see it got delayed. Yeah, it wasn't that. his first release day for sure. Okay. Let me see if I can find. So I want to say it was even before that. Yeah, it was May 2023 was the last one, but let's see if I can find. Game pushed back the game from its initial launch in 2022. Oh, Ali Westman got a whole one. Yay. Yeah, so it looks like it it was allegedly going to come out in spring of 2022. Which and when would that have? Which is before Gotham Knights. Uh, yeah, that's before Gotham Knights. Where would that put it compared to Avengers? When did Avengers come out? Avengers came out in when did Avengers come out 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I guess it, it is 2020? 2020 August. Yeah, 2020. Man. Yeah. God, it's been that long since Avengers has been out, Dominic. I guess it makes sense why they've shut it down then. Um, yeah, they, see, yeah, this was supposed to, yeah, because now, now I'm remembering, that's what I thought. This was supposed to come out before Gotham Knights. Yeah. Like, this was, like, that's why I was thinking, like, damn, Gotham Knights is coming out as the, the, this the B game. Um, but hopefully, uh, this game, Suicide Squad, will be good, and then so Gotham Knights that could ha- help you know help it like like a little bit. Like, hey, look, you played the Batman four player game, you know, so yeah. it's it might it might be as good. Um, but yeah, this came out after. So what what people would consider would be like you were gonna guess who was the worst game. What would the worst game be? And which I think it. I mean, like even though I have played, Go- I haven't played Suicide Squad. I played Gotham Knights. And for I seen the school size squad, I can't imagine it being worse than Gotham Knights, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, gameplay wise, because if it is, then like put like this: if got if Suicide Squad is worse than Gotham Knights, then Suicide Squad is just trash. And I wouldn't <laughs> think that. I don't think it's just trash. Yeah. So, yeah, it it, it hurt. Yeah, 
the timing just hurt, and yeah, just disappointing. Absolutely. And to and you know what? In, in a way, I. It's like yeah, I mean yeah, for the developers, yeah, that's sad. Like you got the game. Oh my god, he missed the pop up. He missed the pop up. Um, the guy on the Red Sox. Good God, I nice. guess it's, it's too sunny down there in Florida, Daniel. <laughs> Can't see the ball. I guess those sunglasses, those those. Hi, I mean, I can't imagine what Hummus was glasses cost. <laughs> he need a um, freak ass with money back then. They said, "Hey man, <laughs> can't see." Um, oh, they're so they they're so good. You can't see anything. Couldn't see the ball. It blocks yeah. out everything. <laughs> 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 but um, anyway, um, yeah, I I don't. I mean, yeah, some developers, you know, the game didn't sell well, but. At the end, you know, it's like this. I'm kind of don't want to do because I'm like, this ain't the game we wanted. Yeah, this is not the game that people really wanted. Man, I know sometimes you know you might like say, "Hey, I don't want this game," but then it turned out to be great. And it's like, oh, then whatever, you know. <laughs> but this is not like people didn't want another hero shooter. You know, no. it's we did not. Well, it's not. Well, it is a hero shooter, literally. <laughs> but you know, but not in the sense of what we usually call hero shooters. But, but we didn't want a shooter in a comic book space. Like you have plenty of those things. Like it, you, that's not what we wanted. You could have done something else if you want to do a co-op game, uh, action game, or something. You could have uh, done something else with it. But you made like a regular shooter where it has you know micro. Um, it has microtransactions, right? I'm not even sure, honestly. For Suicide Squad? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, microtransactions yeah, and, and then like all that. these. Yeah, and then you, like, weapons. Like, these characters that you would think about having just guns except for, like, Deadshot. Yeah. Um, and, and so, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, this is this is definitely not what people wanted. And, yeah, you got what you got, man. Yeah, we didn't want Rocksteady oh, wasting well. their time on this style game either. Yeah, this could have been it, it, it. Like it could have been, you could have done something like you did with that Batman game. When it was like Batman versus Joker game, whatever the hell that shit was called. Oh yeah, got that them, uh, got them pranksters. <laughs> whatever uh, it's called, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, you could have done something that's like that. That's not seventy dollars, and then the arcadey style, whatever. I I don't know, but yeah, don't let the studio, their one of your best studios that has been done great games, um, definitely since Arkham um, Asylum. Yeah, like do something along this line, man. Gotham City Imposters. That's what it was called. <laughs> yeah, impo- Yeah, turn. All right, next up, Dominic, we got Sony. Uh, speaking of things that uh, may have not met expectations, we have Sony is testing the PSVR for use on the PC, allegedly. And Jesus Christ, Dominic, uh, I think we talked about this before that that thing even launched. That is the way forward for that thing. It's the only way to make that piece of hardware relevant in my mind is to make it a universal VR headset that is usable across both the PlayStation and the PC, because then at least even if yours isn't the most advanced technology, although I heard the PSVR two is, is very good in that space. 
you do have the advantage of some of the exclusives that are available on the PS5 because you're not going to bring one of the PC VR headsets and allow that for use on the PS5. So you you still have some exclusive content, but you also have the large library of PC games. So if they can figure that out, that is definitely the, the right direction for them, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Like I thought this was good news. I was like, yeah, because it didn't make sense. Yeah. The news didn't make sense about the PSVR, like for the price mm-hmm. and Not that being that you compatible. have to still. Yeah, and and yeah, back and then being st- uh, tethered to mm. a PS Five, mm-hmm. it's like oh, fine. I mean, and I, I get it. Like the best, some of the best VRs is really tethering to a like a PC because of its power. So yeah. Um, I'm okay with like now that you can do that. Now like, you can hey, I can buy this hardware. Yeah, it's five hundred dollars, but it's one of the good, the great headsets. Yeah, and I can, if I choose to get a PS Five one day, um, that's fine. But I have a PC already or something. Yeah, I can um use it there and use that power um with all my PC library I, that I have in VR space mm-hmm. or that I want to be a part of in the VR space. Definitely. So that does open it up. Um, I kind of still wish there was a way that you can do it wirelessly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like even if it's like, hey, you take away some of the power, you can't hook it up, but you can be wireless. Then that's all I'm waiting for. Like, a VR has to like, hey, you won't be able to pipe, maybe some games you can't play, or you have to do it like a wireless thing where there will be some lag, but at least you have that choice of going wireless or being tethered if you choose to. Mm-hmm. I wish that was the case with the headset. Like, that's really where I'm at. Like, because, man, because I feel like if I get to the point where I'm paying $500, it's just like, come on, man, I, I need that shit to be wireless because, yeah, it may be more powerful than what the um, Oculus 3 is, but without wild, being wireless, man, it, that that's a, um, that's a game changer, Yeah, the man. convenience like, like, factor there. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I have a choice. Because with that, I can be tethered. Mm-hmm. Like it still won't be as powerful as uh, like sometimes VR headsets that's re- are required to yeah. be tethered to a PC. But I can be, and I can play some of those. I can play those games. It, it'll be good enough for me. It'll be good enough. I can still play those games that exactly. I, I would. I do want to be on that or PC. I have a choice. But a PS, the PlayStation VR. I don't have a choice. I had to be tethered. Yeah. All right, Dominic. So uh, this is some news that's kind of related to the Nintendo direct stuff that we have, but I'm going to kind of jump ahead here and, and say this. Um, so Microsoft, we talked about last week, what they were doing as far as bringing their games to other platforms and what they were doing in the future with hardware. Um, we now know the four games that are coming to other systems. Uh, they include Sea of Thieves, which is coming to the PS5, um, and it is going to be bringing with it cross-play between the PS5, the Xbox, and the PC. That has not been announced for the Switch. That doesn't entirely surprise me, though. I honestly... That and Hi-Fi Rush, which has also been announced for PS5 for March 19th, those games seem like they might be a little too much for the Switch as it is. You know, if we were 
If we were actively talking about Switch 2, I could see those be shoe-ins for that. But as of right now, it, it seems like maybe there's, there's a little too much for, for them. Um, so what was the two games that were announced for the Switch that was for Xbox? So the two games for the Switch were Grounded and Pentiment. So Pentiment okay, came gra- out. Okay, Grounded. That's what yeah, I yeah, grounded. grounded. That's what I remember. Yeah, that's they actually kicked off their, their showcase with that. Um, and Grounded definitely looks like it's taken a graphical hit to, to be there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, so we got those. Uh, Pentiment is actually out now on both the PlayStation and the Switch that came out um, basically the, the next day. Yeah, I know you you quite enjoyed that. Um, it seems definitely like a really cool thing, and I'm glad to see it have more of a ability to reach different players now because it definitely seems like kind of a niche thing. So opening up the the amount of people that can possibly not, not according to these xbox these yeah. people are very sad at this game going over there they seem to all have played it i was gonna say all those people that i'm sure it. have played that game yeah <laughs> um yeah so then the the one other piece of news i have here before we get into the nintendo partner direct is the announcement of elden rings shadow of the Erd tree that's the dlc coming on june 21st for 40 dollars um it, it looks like more Elden Ring, Dominic. The guy at work that is super into Elden Ring seems to think that it's more than just like DLC. It's almost like on the level of a whole new game. So I will take his word for that. It it looks cool. You know, those games have a, a visual style to them that is intriguing. Um, but now I guess basically what I'm looking at is... As as we see this DLC come out, especially at forty dollars, when can I get like Elden Ring for nineteen bucks? That's <laughs> that's maybe when you'll you'll get me on board, or when is this going to show up on Game Pass? Because because then I can finally give it a try. Because I do I do want to give it a try. Is that, it doesn't it doesn't have a demo. I don't think so. I don't. Oh, okay. I don't believe I've ever seen one. If so, then I just feel silly. But <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen one. Um, yeah, cause it's just the, the kind of differences it has between it as like this actual open world thing and, and the Bloodborns and the, the dark souls, you know, it's, it seemed like it added a, a slightly different wrinkle to it that maybe would, would intrigue me a little bit more, but I don't know. All Do right. I still have it installed up here. No, <laughs> is it just taking up hard drive space down there? It might be. Man, I'm glad I'm not the only yeah. digital hoarder. All right, Dominic. So, yeah, let's get into it. They- yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> we did get a Nintendo Direct. Uh, I think we talked last week about how it was just rumors still that it was going to happen. Um, but it was a partner Direct, so this wasn't like you know a whole bunch of new Nintendo games. It wasn't Metroid Prime 4. It wasn't Switch 2. Um so, but it was kind of big and, and maybe would have been bigger had we not went through this whole kerfuffle with, with Microsoft the week before because it kicked off with Grounded, um, showing that off coming out April 16th and, and kind of giving it a lengthy portion of the Nintendo Direct. And, and I think that would have been kind of a bigger thing had that, you know, not been kind of spoiled in a lot of ways. 
Um, after that was Ender Magnolia Bloom in the Mist. Uh, that's coming out September 2024. It's uh, like anime uh, all type I think thing. Is the uh, <laughs> what's that movie called? The something the Magnolias in the Mist. Oh, Steel Magnolias. <laughs> Yeah, we all know the reason, Dominic. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know. I don't remember. I don't know if I've ever seen Steel Magnolias. I, I think oh, no, it, I've never seen it either. I, I remember I mean, I mean, stocking I, I a lot of Target. It. Oh, yeah, definitely. People love uh, Steel but, Magnolias. Uh, but yeah, still make the, Yeah. And I, I think mean, I confused that with Fried Green Tomatoes, awesome. which is a movie I always disliked because i was a kid <laughs> and that was not a movie for kids um after that was arranger a, a role puzzling adventure this game looked really cool it 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 has your character like stationary on a block and then the there's like tiles around you that move um almost like a conveyor belt-esque thing it reminds yeah, me of yeah that um, was pretty cool crypt of the necro dancer style movement Something like that. Uh, that's coming out summer 2024. After that was Unicorn Overlord. That's the new Vanillaware game, uh, the turn-based strategy one from the people that made- I downloaded the demo. I Did just you? didn't play okay. it yet, though. Yeah, that's that's got a demo out now, and it's coming out March 8th. So that looks pretty all right. I uh, also got Monster Hunter Stories coming out summer of 2024. Uh, that's kind so of the re-release the of version. it because it was, it was a re-release of it because it used to be just on the uh, Game Boy 3DS or whatever. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. And then speaking of re-releases, Dominic, one that you had mentioned uh, not too long ago, Disney's Epic Mickey is getting the rebrushed edition coming out in 2024. And that's coming on Switch. I, I cannot believe when I saw else. that. I was like, what? <laughs> I, said, I was just talking about how they should bring that back yeah. and with better controls. Yeah. And hopefully it actually has them. <laughs> yeah. Cause they did. I, I believe they mentioned in, in the Nintendo direct that they would have motion controls on the switch. And it's like, please don't, I, I don't need that. actually. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you're doing a good, regular controls. Uh, after that was Shin Megami Tensei five vengeance. That's coming out June 21st. Um, it's Shin Megami Tensei basically just like fantasy and sort of more grown up version of Persona. Is that my understanding? That's what I imagine it. Yeah. Cause it's always like whenever they give the, the ratings beforehand, it's like partial nudity and violence and suggestive language. And I'm like, man, this, this thing's intense, I guess. Um, and then we saw Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection coming out March 14th. So, Dominic, they're bringing back the original Battlefront games and making them, you know, online. And it's funny because some of the podcasts that I listen to, one of them, they've got some younger guys on there who I guess like were the prime age for these games that have been released. So they treat them like they were almost like game of the year category you know, contenders. And it's like, man, I don't know that I ever remember them being that big. I mean, I, I remember them being kind of a big deal because it's like, Oh, it's cool. I can be part of the part of the star Wars battles, like from the ground all the yeah, way but up. This is still a, a time for me where online wasn't, it wasn't still big. Exactly. It wasn't, everybody didn't have it. Yeah. 
So I, I thought it was kind of weird that, you know, people have that reverie for them now. But yeah, most people I know who played it, they ain't played online. Yeah. Like I never played online. I played a bunch of bots. And so because I didn't, I didn't have PlayStation online. Yeah, yeah. But that seems. But I wasn't paying. Kind of cool. In Xbox, I wasn't paying for Xbox Live at the oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. on the original Xbox. Yeah, and that's got some new levels and everything. So it's, it's like they did some stuff there. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. After that was South Park Snow Day. This is coming out March twenty six, and this is like a. A 3D action game. Man, it's coming out, man. When the snow is basically gone, man. Should have been came out. <laughs> it's fine. You'll want to. You'll want to relive the snow from the winter, Dominic. Yeah, for I forgot. I think this game had previously been announced, so I forgot that that was the thing. And then seeing the trailer for it, the beginning of it is is setting it up like the like one of the RPGs, and I was like, oh man, are they doing another one of those? But like keeping it in that same universe, and then. I saw that and I was like, ah, it's like a this co-op action game. It doesn't doesn't look particularly fun, Dominic. I don't know what were your feelings on it. Oh, I I, I don't I forgot what it, it looks like, honestly, Daniel. Yeah, I gotta it, look at it again. It looks like ugly 3D South Park because like, oh yeah, I do remember that part. Yeah, that's what's that's what was nice about those RPGs is like they they limited that. They just made it look like the cartoon and. I get why you can't necessarily do that, especially in this this type of game. But yeah, I'm I don't think this one's gonna hit really. All right, after that was Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream that's coming out sometime this year. Apparently, any any uh, interest in the Sword Art series, Dominic? Sword Art, okay. I um, is that the anime one, right? Yeah. Um. I actually watched a lot of the first season during COVID, and it's okay. It's a, as an anime, it's okay. It's okay. I but what turned me off that I couldn't watch it no more is because of this little fairy. Well, she wasn't a fairy at first. First, she was like a little kid, and she treats the boy and the girl as their mother and father. But she has this. The voice is so fucking annoying, mm-hmm. and then she's a fair. And then I, I thought she died. I was like, "Oh, thank praise Jesus!" But she didn't. <laughs> she was just reincarnated in another um, RPG world. They in virtual world. They the game that this anime has is the game wherever they play, uh-huh. and she's a fairy now. And I was like, "Oh no, she's still alive!" And I was like, <laughs> "Oh god!" Uh, but and it's I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I just couldn't go on, and like it was, a, it's an okay, nice fantasy RPG. I always hear good things about this series. Like I was looking up at an anime, how people say how great it is, and I, I bet that somebody is probably saying like, "Well, if you listen to it um, subtitle, you know, Japanese is, is less," and that's and that's not true. Yeah, I think I think I heard it, and I think it's just annoying. I just understand what the fuck she's saying, so I think it's even more annoying. It's even more annoying at that point. I just like why. Does she have to have it a, such an annoying fucking voice? This little <laughs> kid is like, ah. So that that's what, and then she gets say, mommy and daddy. It's mm-hmm. like, come the fuck on, shut up. That's <laughs> like, shut the hell up. Um, but yeah, um, so that's why I'm at with the series. So I, I, the game, I don't know what, like, what's this game supposed to be doing? It looks like it's kind of standard game? action RPG style anime oh. stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, 
All right, next up was Gundam Breaker 4. It looks like you can build some Gundams, then pose them and uh, fight with them. Actually, yeah, you do fight with them a little bit. Um, yeah, I... Gundams you said pose are, them. Like, hey, do you have like a one-way two? You can just walk out a one-way. <laughs> no, it's on? mostly stationary <laughs> posing, but you can like oh. uh, extend lasers and stuff I saw in it. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, like it has a photo mode, so you can be like, this is my Gundam that I built in here. There's definitely some some coolness to building Gundams in real life, but like, I don't think they've quite nailed that feeling in these video games where you're just swapping out parts and, and doing stuff like that. All right, after that, Dominic was Super Monkey Ball Rumble. This is coming out June 25th. It's got 200 new courses and 16-player multiplayer. It's almost like they got Battle Royale-level multiplayer for for uh, Super Monkey Ball here. I remember being yeah. super into the idea of Monkey Ball when it, when it was coming out on the GameCube and then like eventually playing it later on down the line and and not liking the fact that you're moving the course instead of the actual monkey ball. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, I, I get, I get what you're saying, but I, I'm, I was okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was confusing for my I tiny little brain, Dominic. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that looks pretty cool. Uh, after that was world of goo Two. Uh, this was announced a little bit ago. That's coming out May 23rd. Looks like more world of goo where you're building these structures and trying to get your goo to the, to we were the just talk about world of goo. Well, was it like, cause like, maybe it was like an anniversary, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that too, it was just the anniversary. They announced to, uh, I think a couple of months ago, just, just recently. Um, yeah, and this is going to be a console exclusive for now. So Nintendo locking the locking the world of goo down, Dominic. Which it was a it was a huge thing it for was, the Wii. So makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, it was somewhat console. It was console exclusive. Yeah, originally um, for time on the week for the week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it might have just came on PC, but no, it wasn't on on Xbox and PlayStation. Yeah. Um, if it yeah, if it ever did come to those consoles, it was a late. It was later. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely know that. Yeah. All right, after that was Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time. is coming out October 10th. This is... What the hell is this? This is like one of these Animal Crossing-style builder-type things where you're, you're building a town, but you've also got some you know adventures going on around the town that you got to help people solve and, and whatnot. It's oh, I thought it was relatively like, uninteresting. I'll- Thinking some anime girl and you just living her life. Nah, less anime, more kind of chibi. Uh, that kind. Yeah, of thing. I guess the girl skills time is some other, not really a character. May not character you play as. Like, I guess it's someone. Maybe that's the, the mystery story. you have to solve. Yeah, who's stealing my time? All right, after that was yeah, it definitely is chibi. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Everybody got big heads. Yep, they look like me's, but with arms and legs. All right, next up was another Crab's Treasure. This is coming out April 25th. This looked kind of interesting. I didn't remember the first one. Uh, <laughs> you didn't remember Crab's Treasure? No. Yeah. I know, I know. It's, it's, it, that's just the title, right? Yeah. This is the first yeah, one. It's like Another Man's kinda. Trash is Another Man's Treasure because you're going around. Well, that's what the, yeah. 
You're, you're a hermit crab, <laughs> but it's an action game, and you're like switching between different items as shells and stuff. Um, yeah, it looks it looks kind of interesting. I'd like to see more of that. That's that's a game I'd like to see have a demo on on the Switch. Uh, after that, they showed Penny's Big Breakaway, announced that it was out then. You know, surprise drop. That was cool. Uh, after that was Suica Game. This is a game that kind of was making the rounds or around the time of Game of the Year. It's a puzzle game with fruit where you kind of drop things down like Tetris, but there's a little more physics nature to it because, you know, the, the fruit's different shapes. Um, and this is adding some, like, multiplayer stuff as paid expansion. So that looks all right. After that was Pepper Grinder. This is out March 28th. There's a demo out now. I believe we had seen this previously in one of the Nintendo Directs. It's this, uh, like, uh, you know, pixel art style game. You're a woman with a, a little drill, and you're basically able to drill through everything, and it pulls you through. Um, and I kind of forgot about having seen this previously, I think, because after you, you said, Hey, you know, I watched the Nintendo direct and there's a whole bunch of demos. I got to download. I went to the Nintendo store and I saw like unicorn, uh, overlord. And I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm, I'm interested in that. And I th- think I saw pepper grinder, but I forgot what it was. Cause yeah, I would definitely have downloaded the demo for this. Cause that looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I downloaded the demo. I just didn't play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After that was park it, Pocket Card Jockey Ride On. This is previously exclusively a phone game. Pocket Card Jockey, I believe, is made by the the people that make uh, Pokemon games and is basically like a betting on horse racing game because the Japanese apparently love betting on horse racing because this has been a series for a long time now. That is a game that is out now on the Switch. Uh, They also showed off Contra, uh, Operation Gulaga, that I believe is like a remake of the first game. That's coming out March 12th. There's also a demo out of that. Um, I gotta try that because I've always heard about how hard the Contra games were. I'd like to see what they, they do with a modern one if it's still just like balls hard or if they have some sort of, you know, options in there to make maybe make it a little bit easier. This is also no, when we. It's vagina soft. It's vagina soft. <laughs> okay. Um, there's also this is when we found out about Pentiment being on the Switch. It was basically just included in like a um, quick shot trailer of stuff. So I'm sure Xbox fanboys were mad about that too. <laughs> like it didn't even get a prominent spot, which is kind of like a little bit of slap in the face. Um, and then. They announced the uh, rare games are coming to switch online. When they first started showing this stuff, I thought they were going to bring the rare collection too. And I was like, Oh, that's really cool. And instead it's just like a couple of games that are on online. So they got battle toads for the SNES killer instinct, snake rattle yeah, and roll. Now what kind of bad toads is this? It was called bad toads something. Oh, and it's not like, one? it's not like regular battle toads. Yeah. It's uh let me jump forward here. <laughs> It is Battletoads Battle Maniacs. Yeah, I never heard of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, Snake Rattle Roll, RC Pro Am, those are two NES titles, and then Blast Corps. Blast Corps for uh, the N64. I remember that game. Just, no Sega Genesis stuff. What's that? 
Ooh, no Sega no, Genesis <laughs> games. No, no rare Sega Genesis games. Yeah. No, I mean I was just saying that I, I was hoping to yeah. hear some Switch. Yeah, yeah. They, they I mean, <laughs> this is definitely the time to fill that service out more. If you aren't going to have a lot of games, if we're nearing the end of the the life cycle of the switch and we're getting closer to a switch too, especially if you're going to be smart and actually carry the service over to the switch too, uh, you know, fill that out. And then at launch you have, you know, a, a pretty big catalog of classic games for the switch too. Um, and then they, they're like one last thing was endless ocean luminous. This is coming out May 2nd. I guess I've heard, I didn't even remember this game. I've, I didn't remember this game. I've heard people talk about Endless Ocean, but like I don't remember it being that big a thing that it would be like the one last thing in your your yeah, partner direct. Like this like, is the rare games being on the Switch Online. I feel like is a bigger thing than that. But maybe I'm I'm wrong. The endless. Yeah, I I, I thought I, I thought this was a game that was on PC or something. Um, I was getting it confused with some Nautica. Yeah, and. Like, yeah, because I think games like Subnautica just make it like Endless Ocean is nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not, it's nothing compared to that. And Endless Ocean, I, I now that I look at, so oh, this was that Wii game, and they did have a part two. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh, I guess it's cool. Yeah. But I'm like, I, I don't know, because I play Subnautica. I'm like, it, it this, it, it only came on the Wii. It's only came on a Wii. This didn't come on anything else. Um, so I guess it's good for people who are into that, and maybe, but I like I like exploring the deep or exploring places where like finding things and discovering things of that nature. I mean, that's cool. I yeah. mean, I like that, and I like that there's a um, this co-op. I guess it was it was it was it co-op in the first one because they showed off you being with people yeah, and interacting I, with people. I have my doubts. I don't know, to be honest yeah. with you, but I, I feel like that's probably one of the bigger selling points of this new one is that, yeah, you've got a lot of Yeah, you get to go dive around and look at sharks um, with everybody or creatures and whatever yeah. and discover new ones. Had a say. whale. Uh, and then, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that was a weird thing for it to be the last game and i was because i was really looking like okay what is this is this something this something big yeah yeah i was i was like yeah <laughs> nope but there's somebody out there there's some some lube, some endless ocean fans because i'm looking at these comments so it said 15 years of waiting for more content has come to an end and i'm thinking like no bible's waiting 15 years no. uh, i think y'all people were just like oh it's over <laughs> and y'all moved on with your lives <laughs> like that's what I would think. He said, like more content. That's what you would hope, though. Like, like, when well, I think of more content, like oh, it's been like because y'all were getting like DLC and stuff. It's like it's a Wii game. Yeah. What the hell? It was over. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> to the people who love Endless Ocean as children, oh man, this is extremely special. <laughs> that makes you feel old because I wasn't a child. <laughs> I was a child. Fifteen years. I was still an adult. Yeah. And now, and now. They people say like, oh, I played this as a little kid. It's nostalgia. Look at this. Like people of you saying, I'm so glad this game was not forgotten. The nostalgia. Oh my god. <laughs> god, it's a dad. It's nostalgia. Yeah. Yeah. Nostalgia. Me being at Target, Daniel. No. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Thinking this game was like an in cap game. Mm-hmm. When I probably saw it, when I 100%. saw the cover, 
That's what I thought of this game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the end costs end up being, but I think every time I put it up, I never thought of it like whatever it, whatever it costs. I thought it was probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> it's only, it's, it's, yeah. All right, Dominic. So that was the Nintendo Partner Direct and the news for the week. Did you say anything else uh, you wanted to talk about? Look, this they say this this guy said endless ocean and seek inspire to get on the path to becoming a zoologist and marine biologist. Oh wow! I played these when I was eight, oh and God. now I'm in college. <laughs> Next quarter, I'm taking a sailish C class. He's pulling and the George I'm Costanza going down. to be. Out on the ocean for three weeks, just like in the blue world. Um, wow. I always dreamed of there'd be a remaster of Switch one day. Oh, good for you, man. Right. Good for you. It's living the life. One day he's going to pull a golf ball out of a blowhole. <laughs> All right. My therapist, you need a relaxed, stressless holiday doing something you love. Nintendo, we got you. <laughs> I'm glad this game is special for people. <laughs> All right, Dominic, did you see anything else for the news that you want to talk about? Um, no, not, not really. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're good. Let me see. Um, do, see what we got here final fantasy reviews are out because that game comes out next week oh yeah that yeah they don't really good good reviews yeah i I mean i want to play it i do want to play it only an 8.5 what the hell oh yeah people are not happy about that (laughs) in the game informer (laughs) comments You say it got a nine on metacritic what are you doing you brought it down it could have been higher He's getting his death threats. <laughs> that's so. That's so. That's pathetic. They even get mad at eight point five. You son of a bitch. Shit. I wish I could do a review. I'd be like, this game is great. Six. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> stopping you, Dominic. We got a website. <laughs> Gonna have written content on it, it too. Now. I give it a six. How can you say this game is great? What, what is a great? It's like it wasn't perfect. It probably <laughs> only takes like 10 reviews before we can submit ourselves to Metacritic. So, you know, <laughs> just review bomb all these. All right. Names. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. All right, Dominic, new releases here. We got Bellatro. This is out on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and Nintendo Switch. This is apparently a roguelike card uh, deck building poker game. It, it sounds kind of cool for people that are into like poker style games. I, I, I wait a minute. I, I feel like I, we didn't we see this. No, no, this is a different thing. There, I don't know what the hell that is. There was. Um, I was thinking about a game. There was a demo the for it during the the Steam Next Fest stuff this past. Uh, oh, okay. Like month or whenever they did it recently. Yeah, but I've been hearing some high praise for it. Um, Nightingale, that's out on PC now. This is the the massively multiplayer thing, right? Yes, as I'm typing. <laughs> Same, it's fine. It's a strategy game. Um, shared world strategy crafting game that, you know, 
looks like modern day mixed with the like modern day weaponry mixed with the 1980s or something like that. Not 1980s. It's still early access. It says so. It, it, it's, but it's officially oh, out. They, they can say it is out. I think I think it was an early access, but I thought it came out now officially. Is it showing early access on Steam right now? Yeah. Uh, okay. With no release date. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the early access launch, and I had misunderstood. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's early get access. Get the hell launch. out of here. Get, this, yep. get it out of here. We're just going to delete that from the document. <laughs> Boom. Gone. All right. Next up, we got Last Epoch. That's out on PC now. That's like a Diablo-style action-adventure game. Action-adventure yeah. RPG game. I mean, it's got okay reviews. Yeah. It's not great, but it's got okay. Yeah. All right. We got Penny's Big Breakaway. I mentioned that earlier. That's out on PC, Nintendo Switch, PS5, Xbox Series. Uh, we also have Pacific Drive. That's out on PS5 and PC. I forgot we had seen that in the past. It it looks like an interesting concept, but it doesn't yeah. really look like a game that I'm too interested in playing. The, the reviews are just okay. Yeah. Like, there's nothing special. Yeah. All right, we also got Pentiment, as I uh, mentioned earlier, now out on Switch, PS4, and PS5. And we got Sons of the Forest. That is out of early access now and now out on PC. Speaking of survival yeah. games, we had one to take off the list, and we got a new one to replace it, Dominic, because there's Sons of the Forest. Yeah, that's, that's been on early game. access for a while. Yeah. Um, not that I'm really interested in, but yeah. a lot of people... Are, are, are very much are um, um like yeah it's very popular so yeah yeah I wonder um I wonder if that's like if what are um, how people feel about it now like this since it's uh, official out and like is this what they want is everything like they've done in early access made it a game that they want. I guess they probably say no. We want some pals in here. <laughs> every every survival game should have some pals in it, don't it? Yeah, yeah. That is uh, a scary looking game, Dominic. There's a lot of creepiness going on there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's why I like, like survival my survival game. games with little pals where I can beat up on them. <laughs> very colorful. Yeah, yes. a very colorful world. <laughs> need creepy hands reaching out of the woods on me. So. Make you think of like Slender Man gonna come out again, hey, man. A, some of these guys look like Slender Man, yeah. But crawling on all fours, which makes it even worse. All right. So those are our new releases this week, Dominic. Anything else for the people this week? Uh, do I have anything else? Um, no, I don't. All right, we'll wrap this podcast up then. Thank you guys as always for listening. You can check us out on Twitter. Dominic's at DStalworth5. I'm at Regulus MAB. Podcast is at Superpod, S U P A P O D. Superpod.com is the website. You can check us out there. So, all of our previous podcasts, as well as links to all the places you can find us, including YouTube, where there's a video version of this podcast, as well as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify any of those other places you can find audio podcasts until next time guys talk to you later all right see you